Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You see, after I'd put out a fleece and it backfired on me, <laughs> only time I ever got fleece is when I put out a fleece. <laughs> then I began to talk to other preachers, you see, and people and ask them, pastors and evangelists, and never couldn't find anybody that got it to work for them. I don't know why they still did it. God doesn't work on a hit and miss method. Only time in my life had I ever missed God relative to a church or preaching or, or as a vanless and so on and so forth when I put out a fleece. The rest of the time I just prayed and waited on God till I got an inward witness in here I knew on the inside of me what to do. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. I'm trying to establish the fact that man is a spirit being, that God contacts us through our spirit. God deals with our spirits. He cannot contact us through our minds. The Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in our minds. He does not contact us through our bodies. Now he did in the Old Testament. The reason he did because they were spiritually dead people. I'm not living under the Old Testament. You see, you'll get uh, a lot of time people under the New Covenant will uh, talk about many times putting out fleeces. Do you know it's New Testament unscriptural to be led by fleeces? Well, somebody said, yeah, but now, now, now back there in the Old Testament, Gideon put out a fleece, I know it. But if you just stop and think for a moment, if you know your Bibles, under the Old Covenant, first of all, they hadn't been born again. Secondly, only the king, the priest, and the prophet had the Spirit of God anointing them upon them to fulfill those offices. The rest of the people knew nothing about any kind of a personal manifestation of the Spirit of God to them as an individual. They saw the manifestation of God's glory in the cloud, but that holy presence was kept shut up in the holies of holies. So Gideon didn't know then when God began to deal with him because he didn't have the Spirit. He didn't know whether it was a God or the devil or who it was. Are you listening? It's awfully dangerous for... New Testament spirit-filled Christian to put out fleeces. Most dangerous thing in the world to do. For the simple reason that you see this fleece business is in the realm where Satan is God. He's the God of this world. I remember as a Baptist preacher and pastor, I never heard much about fleeces. After I got baptized, the Holy Ghost spoke to the tongue, come over among Pentecostal people, I heard a whole lot about putting out fleeces. A lot of it. Preachers and everybody's always putting out fleeces. Well, I get, began to keep records. I began to talk to preachers in the process of time. You see, after I'd put out a fleece and it backfired on me, <laughs> only time I ever got fleece is when I put out a fleece. <laughs> Then I began to talk to other preachers, you see, and people, and ask them, 
pastors and evangelists. And they never couldn't find anybody that got it to work for them. I don't know why they still did it. God doesn't work on a hit and miss method. Only time in my life that I ever miss God relative to a church or preaching or, or as a vandalist and so on and so forth when I put out a fleece. The rest of the time I just prayed and waited on God till I got an inward witness in here. I knew on the inside of me what to do. Are you listening to me? I knew what to do on the inside of me and I followed that and I never missed it anymore then. Never made the mistake. Well, if we'd learn to listen to our spirits, we'd just be a whole lot better off. Because the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now, the spirit of man is the part of man that's born again. And is the part of man that receives eternal life, which is the nature and the life of God. And that becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. You remember we looked at... Uh, the verse there that said yesterday in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Well, that's not the outward man. The body's not new when you're born again. It's the, it's the man on the inside. The spirit man that's born again becomes a new man, a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And so it's the spirit of man that's born again. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you remember, that uh, when Nicodemus said, after Jesus said to him, you must be born again. And being natural, he could only think naturally. And so he said, is it possible for a man to enter into the, his mother's womb, you know, and be born the second time? Well, Jesus wasn't talking about a physical birth. He said that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He was talking about a spiritual birth. And so that's the part of man that's born again is his spirit. And his spirit receives eternal life, the life of God, the nature of God into him. And it's his spirit. You notice he said that, uh, that God's spirit, the spirit of God bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And it's his spirit that's made a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now the soul is not the innermost being at all. And it's not the soul that's born again. Are you listening to me now? Now here's something that you need to see. We use these terms so loosely until people have missed real truth that would bless them. We've talked about, you see, uh, uh, we've interchanged spirit and soul and acted like they were the same. Now here's a verse of scripture. Uh, look in your Bibles now. Here's something that, that helped me and that, that, that really bothered me for a long time, to tell you the truth about it, because, you see, I didn't know what I know now, the difference between spirit and soul, and I did just like every other preacher did that I knew of. I, I, I referred to the spirit as the soul, and the soul is the spirit. Didn't divide them. The Bible divides them. See, I didn't. Now, you notice here in James first chapter the 21st verse I want you to see something here that that really helped me and I believe it will you too he says here and remember now that James is not writing to sinners he's not writing about sinners he's not writing to sinners he's writing to the church I know he is because, you know, in James, the fifth chapter, and you understand this, that James didn't write this in chapter and verses. 
James just wrote a letter. Man divided it into chapters and verses many, many hundreds of years later. Just, you know, make it easier for references. James just wrote a letter. He's writing a letter to the church because he said here in James 5.14, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anoint him with all in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. If he have committed sin, he shall be forgiven him. Now notice that the word church is used there. Is any sick among you? Among whom? You. Let him call for the elders of the church. Any sick among the church? Let him call for the elders of the church. So he's writing a letter. The whole letter is written to the church. Is that right? Not written to sinners. All right, now then turn back to that first chapter then of James. And notice in this uh, 21st verse. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. All right, now let's go on reading so we don't just pick a verse out of a, and try to make it say something out of a context, you see, and try to make it say something it didn't say. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Well, now let's go back up above verse 21 to verse 19. Or we'll start with verse 18 just to show you that you don't take verse 21 out and say, now that applies to sinners. Now notice verse 18. Of his own will, he begat us through the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Begat means of his own will, we were begotten or born with the word of truth. Hallelujah. Born again, he's talking about. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, see, he isn't writing to sinners, he's writing to beloved brethren, isn't he? Isn't he? Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. That's a hard verse for some people to practice. <laughs> see, he said down there in the 22nd verse, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. Most everybody practices that verse in reverse. <laughs> They are uh, swift to speak and swift to wrath and slow to hear. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. He said, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man, that means woman too, <laughs> be swift to hear. Swift to hear. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. Now make a practice of practicing that verse, of being a doer of that verse. Don't talk so much. I found out if you don't talk so much, you don't have so much to repent of. <laughs> Be a whole lot quicker to hear. You can learn a whole lot more listening than you can talking. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now... Let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Let's talk about what we have for an offer. We have uh, How to Live Worry-Free, Stepping Out of Bond, Distress, and Fear, 
so many people live in, in fear, this or that, or are under stress all the time, and they're always worrying. And, yes. and so, and that's what this is all about. God it's doesn't a, want us to do it, that. It's a series that I did, I don't know, it's been some time ago when I talked this series, back in 98, I believe it was. There's three CDs in here. And then I've been back, oh, I don't know, several years ago, People were going through stuff and storms. It seemed like everybody was involved in a storm in their life. Man, this all the way back in the early 80s, we had some uh, an economy deal. And, and I heard somebody say, where is God in my storm? And that's the basis behind this book, finding an anchor in life's rough waters. We all going to face something. Everybody does. It's not a matter of when you face a storm. Or if you're going to. Or if you're going to face a storm in life. It's a matter of when. when. It's coming. That's what this book is all about. As we are on our voyage through life and we have the howling winds and the roaring waves and adversities come to us, we do not have to succumb to the storm. We can make it through the storm. That's right. Special offer. Yes. For um, the three CDs, live, How to Live Worry-Free from yes. Stress and Bondage and Fear and Where's God in My Storm. It's uh, regular $32.95. We're offering it for nineteen ninety five. $19.95. That is a $13, $13 savings. That's savings. a big savings. Go right now and get on your, get on your computer and yes. go and order it right now. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.